0: Unity Community of Central Oregon's
1: podcast. I'm really excited that today um, I have Christy Sincera here to join me with the talk. Christy is a really dear friend of mine. She's. We are talking about getting out of old stories around money and, and really upgrading how we think about it and she is a master manifester and i i personally believe that the secret that she has to that is her willingness to change her story and her incredible generosity she's probably one of the most generous women i've ever met and um, thank you i'm really happy to have her here with me and and to treat you all to her wisdom You want me to start talking?
0: (laughs) I'm not really sure how this is supposed to go. Is this a comedy show, or are we teaching? (laughs) Uh, You can go for it. I'll go for it. So um, when Jane and I were discussing... abundance. And when I'm referencing abundance, I don't just mean financial abundance, of course, I mean all kinds of abundance, just abundance period, whatever it is that you really want to acquire in your life or what that feeling. Um, One of the things that we were discussing that I think is important is to, as it relates to financial abundance specifically, is, hi, Chelsea, I didn't see you, is to um, figure out how you got where you are. I think it's the most important thing, since mm-hmm. we're just kind of having an, an, this open discussion, mm-hmm. one of the most important things that you can do is figure out how you got here. So who is financially exactly where they want to be? <laughs> Absolutely, without a doubt. You, you need... That's it. Okay. So two people. And so... Um, <laughs> that feels right. Um, so for the rest of us, the question is, how did we get where we are financially? And I believe that the majority of people, you know, along the way of life, they shift, and you get stuck, and you change, and what, you, what, what happens is you start acquiring what I call poverty mindset, and poverty, um, you know, even what you believe, just, just the poverty consciousness. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And most people, even if you acquire money, even if you have a job where you're making triple digits, you, you still are stuck in poverty consciousness. And so I think one of the most important things to do if you are, you know, stuck in this mind frame is to figure out how you got here. So one of the things that we were discussing was most people, how many people ever remember hearing their parents argue about money when you were growing up? We don't have the money to pay that. You can't do that. We don't have the money for, you know, for you to go to the camp or whatever it may be. Things like that
1: shift you. Yeah. You know, I noticed today we stopped at Newport Market to get those bamboo plants, and Nolan wanted to... um, We were at the self-check one, and Nolan wanted to do that, and after he spilled the first one, um, (laughs) I took over, and, and he was so upset about that, and he goes out... It's always this way. I never get to pay, and you know. And he he was creating a whole story for himself about how he is a victim. He's not. He's not in um, the running for what he wants to do in life. But can I just stop you and say yeah. it's little things like that. Like if, if even if you
0: notice your children saying things like that, you notice yourself saying things like that. Those are signs of poverty consciousness. That mm-hmm. is, and that victim mentality is part of poverty consciousness. Even yeah. it's always like this. I'm always someone always is railroading me, running me over. I never mm-hmm. get to do this thing. That that mind frame mm-hmm. is poverty consciousness, and it is one
1: of the main elements that gets you poor. Right, and I think when you know he he's probably forgotten that by now, at least on a conscious level. But if he has enough of those experiences and he tells himself that story often enough, he's going to have that solidify. And, And I think we can look at... So sometimes when... When you say, how did you get that way? We want to look back and have some big, huge story. You know, oh, you know, we, we were out on the street and living in a cardboard box for five years when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. And most of us don't have that story. But we might have little stories that all accumulated. And and so you look at where is your life now and how often are you doing your version of Nolan's story there with telling, oh, it's always like this, whatever this is. And I never get to fill in the blank. I think it's... So uh, let, me, let me say I know what our understanding
0: of poor feels like personally. Mm-hmm. I've been homeless before. I was... 19 years old and seven and a half months pregnant and homeless. I have been in situations where I remember, I was telling a friend of mine the other day, and we just were laughing about it, but um, the electricity call, company calling me and saying, if you can't pay this 500 bill by 5 o'clock, your electricity's going to get shut off. And I was like, you can't do this. Please don't do this. You know, bawling. And, and you know what happened? The electricity got shut off. And I remember having going to work the next day going, what else can happen? And I literally look out my window, and my car's getting repossessed. Yeah. And I was like, why did I ask what else could happen? <laughs> um, so I know what it feels like to be There. And I think it's important that you understand that I'm not coming from a perspective of I grew up rich and I've always been, you know, had something. What happened with me was the reality that I had to take ownership and responsibility for, that I had, whether it was things that happened as a child or just things that I did to myself as an adult or whatever it may be, I had created poverty consciousness. And even though I had many jobs where I was making lots of great money, that money wouldn't stay. It was like leaving me. And so... I think, you know, the biggest shift for me was to understand a couple of things. And if I can just – the number one thing that I understand is that, like I said last week, money is not real. It's something that we've created. It's a human metric that we understand to codify our existence. We've created time and space and money and all kinds of things. And if you take away the things that are human – remember last week I said, you know, how many of us believe that we're spiritual beings having a human experience – And most everybody was like, I do. Um, But most people live their lives spiritually at church, but they're humans financially. And I think one of the big flips for me was to understand that there can't be that difference. Mm -hmm. Like I have to, if I believe any of it, I have to believe all of it, and I have to show up like that. Mm -hmm. I have to show up spiritually, financially Mm -hmm. too, because there's more where that came from, and there's abundance all over us, and there's no such thing as limitations, and possibilities are not possibilities. There's no such thing as that bank account is only reflective of of what I think. And how I feel and what I'm manifesting, it's mm-hmm. not reflective of, of
1: what we have created it to be reflective of. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm curious about how you got from the electricity is turned off and the car is repossessed to better. <laughs> than that. Well,
0: I was very angry <laughs> for a minute. And then I did the whole blame thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was in victim mentality for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Life is difficult, it's a struggle. I'm tired of I'm exhausted from the struggle was my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that there is there is nothing that will change your life more. And this sounds like a flippant general statement, but I'm telling you, there's nothing in this lifetime that will change your life more than taking a hundred percent responsibility for who you are and how you got where you are. It is the victim mentality that keeps you in poverty. If you are willing to truly just step up, and it's hard, it's really hard to take responsibility for the fact that you're seven and a half months pregnant and you're homeless. And it's hard to take responsibility when your kids are like, why is our electricity not working? And it's hard to take responsibility when you're, you know, taking a bus to work when you just had a really nice car there because you just made stupid financial decisions. Because it made me feel better to take my paycheck and do something that fed my self-worth than it was to, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I've been there. And it was the single reality of stepping up to the plate in this moment. It takes this level of strength that I can't even explain and just go, I did all of this. I created all of this. I manifested all of this. And the way to shift it is to is to realize that it 's a powerful reality when you, rea- when you realize you manifested all the crap you also the power behind that is that you can manifest all the good too because right. I mean if you can manifest bad, you can manifest good mm-hmm. right yeah. and so it was just the taking responsibility and, and saying, What do I believe if I really am a spiritual being, and I really do believe that Jane. Mm-hmm. And this is, who spoke and said, I don't, this is all fake. I got what you said. Although you look just like Tony Robbins. I got (laughs) what you said. And, um... I was like, I get that. It's like this matrix. Sylvia Hayes is one of my very best friends, and we talk a lot about this is the matrix. This is all just kind of the matrix. And when you step out of the matrix, you can see with your – what starts with peripheral vision and then actual vision. You can see that this isn't real. And then you can start creating from there. And so, you know, to realize we're spiritual beings having a human experience and that financially – you're spiritual, that emotionally, you're spiritual, that in all of these ways, it's just to, to who, who made the statement to don't, don't think from, oh, Tony Robbins did, to not think from here, to think from here. Yes, when you're thinking it, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. When you're feeling it, you're doing it right. Because yeah. as spiritual beings, we don't, we don't discern with our mind, we discern with our energy, with our, th- with our feeling. Does that make sense? right and so when 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 you go i really want to give 100 dollars today but i don't know if i can because i've got bills due this week and i really want to give this per- i want to do this and i want to go buy this and you're thinking it and that's poverty consciousness and if there, you have the thought to give 100 dollars you should give 100 dollars
1: there is this amazing story in the New Testament that just popped to my mind this week when I was thinking about this talk. And it's when Jesus is hanging out with his disciples and this woman, maybe it's Mary Magdalene. I don't know. They don't actually say she comes in and she pours all this perfume on his head. Now, I don't know how many of you would actually like to have that happen, but um, apparently in that culture, it was an okay thing. And, but the disciples get all upset, like, Oh, That was expensive perfume. She just wasted that. She poured it on your head. We could have given that to the poor. And Jesus says, the poor, you're always going to have the poor with you. But you aren't always going to have me with you. And if we look at that story metaphysically, I think the poor are thoughts. You're always going to have poverty thoughts that you could choose. But... You don't, it, well, I don't know that you don't always, but but the opportunity to lavish spiritually on the Christ, that that light that we are, to make that choice instead of choosing to feed the poverty thoughts, that's transforming. Yeah, I like that. And it's also, I like the fact that in that story,
0: Jesus isn't putting a value on the monetary, you know, Mm. what we would consider monetary value of that perfume. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I think that, you know, a a great shift for us today would be to say this. I am where I am because I created this. And it's okay wherever you are that you created whatever it is that you've created. Um, It's always okay, of course, Um, to forgive yourself to allow yourself the room to grow because you didn't know what you didn't know before you knew it, obviously. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a very profound statement. Mm -hmm. And, um, And to say, you know, to go back into your childhood or go back into your past and go, you know, what shifted within me? What happened that I believed? The interesting thing, like, I grew up poor, but I didn't grow up with poverty consciousness. My, you know, my mother was working a lot and my dad was getting his master's degree in something horrible like math or something. And, um... And, um... But I, you know, it never dawned on me that money was difficult or it was a struggle or anything, <laughs> um... I became in poverty because of self-worth issues because there's a lot of things that lead us to poverty. It's not just financial management issues. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have no problem financially managing myself and creating money. I became impoverished because of self-worth issues that drove me there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And I think a lot of people, you know, so for me it was how did I get here? It was self-worth that got me here. So that's how I have to get myself out of here. So that's why taking responsibility and really being honest with yourself and saying what is it that got me in this situation? Um, and then mm-hmm. going back and kind of healing those moments. We talk a lot um, just in my sessions with you too, but about healing, you know, those reparenting ourselves mm-hmm. in those, that five year old moment, that seven year old moment, or, or whatever it may be. Um,
1: and I think that we, you know, remember who we are. We are love. We are love expressing in a human form. And so whatever it is that we may have done in our lives that. You know, now we'd like, oh, maybe I would do that differently if I had another choice um, or another chance. Remember, bring that love and apply it to the part of you that made that choice in the first place. Mm-hmm. Bring, bring that love to your finances today, to every aspect of your life today. Love yourself. Yeah, for me, I, I,
0: I, I had said last week to somebody... Feeling rich feels, or or having enough self-worth, let me say it like this, having enough self-worth to have nothing is proof that true self-worth exists. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because it is within that feeling that if you had all of your materialistic things stripped from you, would you feel less than? Would you feel like there's certain social circles you couldn't run in? Are there certain people? Would you be embarrassed to call a friend and need a ride to borrow some money or whatever it may be? How would you feel if you had nothing? Because however you feel in that moment is what's driving your financial train, I promise you. And if you feel, would feel bad, then you're a lot like me, where it was self-worth actually got you where you are right now, which is why, the, the interestingly, the issue the, the fix to your financial life is at the core of your being. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so, does this all make sense? Yes? So here's what I would like to do. Can we just do a quick exercise really quickly? Mm -hmm. Everybody close your eyes. Take a deep breath, like breathe in, deep, deep, deep breath. Exhale every fear that you feel right now, every doubt if you're having any doubts, any worries if you're having any worries. Just take another deep breath. And I just want you to imagine What life truly feels like, don't consider what it looks like, and don't be specific. What does life feel like when you have no worries, and you have no doubts, and you have no fears, and you just are, like the song that we sing, I Am, you just are an expression. What is the universe? Expressing through you as you in every beautiful possible way, as love, as compassion, as abundance, as kindness. What does that feel like when you wake up every single morning and you never consider anything but, I am an expression of abundance? That feeling. Is the exp- we need to expand this energy every day in your meditation in your prayers this, this moment is what you need to expand we don't wake up and say you know I, I, I hope I get my bills paid today or even thank you for getting my bills paid we just want to wake up and expand the consciousness of all of these things that are God expressing itself through us um I say a lot of times, a lot of people, you know, when I do these workshops, Jane, um, I'll say, I want you to write down 10 great things about yourself, positive affirmations, and almost inevitably, every single person writes on their piece of paper, I am strong, or I am resilient. And I think one of the interesting things that I help try to help people understand is that to say I am strong, or I am, how many people believe, would say that that's a really positive thing about themselves, they're strong, they're resilient, so half the people. Um, To say I'm strong, at the core of you, there's an underlying belief that you have to be. To say I'm resilient, at the core of you, there's an underlying belief that you need to be because life is a struggle. You think that you have to be strong because life is difficult. And so what I do a lot of times, like when I work with people, is help them understand that there is no need to be strong. There's no need to be resilient. There's no That, that is all just manifesting the struggle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so that's why the little quick meditation that we just did, you're, all you want to do is wake up every day and expand the consciousness of the I am. it really is true and don't think about what you're not wanting to expand and that's where most people get tripped up on the law Mm -hmm. of attraction you're so right with everything that you said about I couldn't agree with I just want to jump up and be like hallelujah Um,
1: um, but yes I mean it's just and I think that and that's a good ending song place because we have a song for that it's all that we are we are that's where we want to focus on. It's just this this heaven, this state of expansiveness that is our truth, yeah. and let go of all the the worries and the things we think we're supposed to be. We already are. we already are all of that. I could just finish this with
0: one quick idea of get out of the human matrix and get realize that you believe at the core of you you know it's not a belief system it's a it's it's something that you just know at the core of you every single human being in this audience you know at the core of you that you are here as a spiritual being and the more in this lifetime that you can stay right there in that moment and allow your energy to lead you not your thoughts allow your your understanding of who you are to lead you and not your fears, the more you will find your life in alignment in every way, not just financially. But don't, you know, the trick is to not think, it's to feel, it's to be, and it's just to expand the consciousness. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it really is just to not wake up and do anything but being willing to expand the consciousness of of God. Thank you. You're welcome.